being one of maybe five black people in an all-white school of over a thousand didn't help. <laughs> Welcome to Shh, Unscripted and Naked Honesty podcast about healthy boundaries and individuality with your host, Coach Andy, master listener and queen of mommy and marriage boundaries. Married businesswomen drowning in self-doubt find her when they want to create non-negotiable boundaries in their personal and professional relationships. She teaches them how to say yes to their wants, needs, and desires, and no, to shame, anxiety, and guilt. Join us as we explore different topics related to setting healthy, non-negotiable boundaries and those topics most people won't talk about in public. Every week, we'll be discussing how to set boundaries in your life in the most brutally honest way. It's time to learn how to create a life you love behind closed doors. So activate the noise-canceling features and listen to some truth bombs because it's time to get real, raw, and ruthlessly transparent so the best version of you will always shine through. my gosh, this is going to be an episode if you feel like you are not good enough for a lot of things. So what are we talking about today? Today we're talking about three fail-proof ways to fix your low self-esteem. Now I wouldn't be talking about this if, of course, I myself did not experience and live through some moments where I felt like I am, <laughs> there's no way, like I would doubt myself, I would question myself, my, my self-esteem was low, 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 and it's definitely started in high school. Doesn't everything start in high school, guys? I think so. I don't know. But being one of maybe five black people in an all-white school of over a thousand didn't help. <laughs> so growing up, even my self-esteem was super low because I thought my best friends were beautiful and gorgeous. I didn't look like them. Here they had was this straight, beautiful or wavy, straight hair. I already said straight. I know. And here I had these kinky, curly, frizzy hair that I couldn't get wet because, you know, I had a, a press and curl. Some of y'all with me on that, a press and curl, y'all. And I just, you know, I tried to look like them and I didn't. And so my self-esteem was very low in the beginning. So you got to ask yourself, ask yourself this first. What part of you don't you understand? So let me repeat that. What part of you don't you understand? So for me, for example, if you're like, well, what do you mean by that, Andy? I got you. I got you. So for me, it was like, well, I don't understand what I want. Like, I'm, I keep looking on the outside, right? I keep looking at someone else and then comparing them to how I look. Comparing their hair with mine. Comparing their nose with mine. Heck, even comparing our butts. Y yeah, I'm so serious. Because my best friend made a comment on... 
Oh, this is so TMI, but I don't care. I don't think it's even TMI, okay? Because we got a J-Lo in the house, not literally. But you know what I mean? She was kind of the iconic, voluptuous person to really bring the baby got back on the scene. But she was the first, <laughs> but she was the first one, my best friend, who noticed how round my little booty was as girls. I mean, we grew up, like I said, whoa, I never told you, but five years old doing everything together. So she would spend the night, we'd take baths together, showers together, whatever the case may be. And she's like, your butt looks like two little balls are in it. And I never, never <laughs> thought about my little butt until she said something. Because if you look at her, she would have the flattest white ass <laughs> you've ever seen. And we've always poked fun at it at this ever since. Because now as we got older, she's like, yeah, my ass is so flat. Like, <laughs> no doubt. But the thing is, we started to notice these subtle differences. And because I had this little booty, I was just like, gosh, that is so different. So what I didn't understand about myself was my differences and how I could just appreciate them. Because that is who I was, like my physical, who I was. So it, it started out physical for me, that physical comparison. And then some of it would be on smarts and education. I wasn't very book smart. I was that C average student, totally putting this out there. I didn't push myself. I didn't try very hard. I just did enough to not get grounded. Okay, that was totally me. But that later changed in life when I was determined not to get another C at all. And I kind of did. I, I got like a D in college math, I was so disappointed with myself. I came back and got a B plus, just shy of an A minus, you guys. I worked my butt off. Anyway, so you gotta ask yourself, what part of you don't you understand? Is it the part where you're not taking the time to appreciate the things that you are and have, whether it be physical, mental, or emotional? So I didn't understand basically how I handled my emotions. That was another thing I didn't understand because my best friend was very emotional. Um, she would have, you know, even when we both got our periods, she would have horrible cramps and would be in bed with a, a um, what are those things? A hot water pad thing. And I was like, I haven't had a cramp a day in my life. I don't know what that feels like. It's just one day I wake up I'm like, oh, look, Amplo's in town, great. Like we were so different and it was hard for me to take a step back and just appreciate and understand, well, this is, this is just you, Andy. But I was thinking something's wrong with me. She's emotional and she has cramps. I could care less about things and I have no cramps. <laughs> and those, you know, we can take on other people's, a little bit of their persona and thinking that it has to be part of ours, our persona in order to be accepted. So first, kind of write that out. Just things you may not understand or even accept about yourself, okay? Now the next one is, first we gotta get into this identity part and then we're gonna go into how to actually 
fix how, you know, so we don't have low self-esteem anymore because I'm sure you don't want that anymore. So the next part is once you understand what part of you is kind of like lacking or missing, or you feel like this is what I compare a lot, then you want to ask yourself, identify who makes you feel worthless or not good enough. So who is it in your life that makes you feel, these are just feelings based. Ah, see, now we're going into some feelings because your feelings feel true and real to you. So that's why we need to address them. But who's making you feel worthless or not good enough? So for me, a little bit was my best friend because she would say and do things that I felt I wasn't included. So if I wanted to go to, let's say like a church group or something, she actually told me this later in life. She didn't want me to go because a boy that she liked was there and he didn't want him to like me because she thought I was pretty. She never told me this at the time. And I just thought she was being me. <laughs> so, of course, I didn't feel good enough to go. I felt not even not pretty enough. You know, certain things she might say about my hair. And I don't remember specifics, but it could have been in my own head too. So, but there are particular people in your life. And it wasn't just her. I mean, these are family members. It's how you're perceiving the truth. And with limited communication abilities and knowledge, I you know, at 14 years old, I'm not going to ask clarifying questions. So it's all on perception, right? And as I got older, of course, even as a new mom, then definitely felt not good enough as a mom. So there may be a particular person or persons who make you feel this way. Identify who that is and write them down. And then you're going to ask yourself, why is it true? So why is it true that you don't feel good enough based upon what Sally said? Let's pretend you wrote Sally down as one person who makes you feel worthless or not good enough. So why is that true? Now, here's the thing. It's not, but why do you believe it? It's not true that I'm not good enough to go to my best friend, you know, church group. But why do I feel it's true? So if I had to think back and put myself in that mindset of a 14-year-old girl, why do I think it's true? Well, because she told me she doesn't want me to be there. So obviously I'm not good enough to go to church with her. She doesn't think maybe I'm a good enough Christian or I'm not, I don't, rec you know, memorize Bible verses well enough as she does. Like she memorized, you know, really quickly and really fast. And I struggled with memorizing Bible verses. So that's why it's true. That's what I would tell myself, though that's not true, because obviously I know the truth now. So you're asking yourself, why is it true? Okay. This is a perceived truth, not the reality truth, because Unless you ask clarifying questions with that particular person, we don't know what the truth is yet. But we want to address why you believe in your heart or what's in your head, why you think it's true that this person is making you feel worthless or not good enough. Like they have a reason, right? They must have a reason. All right, now that you have those three things, and if you don't yet, just hit pause, okay? Let's go back and just recap. What part of you don't you understand? 
So this could be a comparison thing or something that you're just not feeling confident within yourself about. And then two, you're going to identify who makes you feel worthless or not good enough. So maybe there's a particular person or persons, write those names down. And then finally, why is this true to you? Okay. Again, it's not true, but why do you believe it? Okay. Or what is it about it? The feeling of worthlessness or not good enough. What is it about that, that you believe that it is true? Okay. So for instance, let me give you another example, just so we're all on the same, you know, line of thinking here. So for me as an adult, I didn't feel good enough as a mom because I believed it was true because they said I wasn't buying the right food. I wasn't spending enough time with them. Or um, maybe I got a job and decided to work outside the home. So I'm not a good enough mom because if I was a better mom, I would know exactly what to feed my kids, all the healthy foods, and I would want to stay home and not work outside the home and stay home with them, entertaining them 24-7. Okay, so I hope that's a little bit more relatable example for you. So now that you have that, like I said, hit pause right now, beep, and then come back when you're done because I'm about to reveal to you the three ways to fix it. We're going to fix any feelings of low self-esteem self-esteem, so you can be the badass boss bitch that you want to be in all of God's glory, of course. Y'all, I'm a Christian. Sometimes I curse. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is why I need Jesus. All right. Three ways to fix it. First, you want to journal. This is nothing new. So obviously, if Coach Andy says it and 1,800 other thousand coaches say it, there's something to it. Okay, we're going to journal, but non-stop. Here's the key. You want to journal non-stop for five minutes what you and only you want out of life. This is the key. It's one thing to journal, but I want you to be super specific. Okay, this is a key takeaway action step that I want you to take. Journal non-stop. That means you set a timer for five minutes on some type of device, a little alarm, Give yourself five minutes and three seconds just so when your finger lifts off the button and you put pen to paper, and yes, I want you to write it out. There's something about that physical connection of writing. Rather not do a voice message to yourself, and I'd rather you not do a um, just typing on your phone. Get a pen and paper, make it old school, and connect with yourself wholeheartedly. Okay? Journal nonstop five minutes what you and only you want out of life. I don't care if it's a fantasy. I don't care if it's unrealistic. You journal and put that shit on paper and don't stop for five minutes. Awesome. Okay. Step two, you want to affirm it. I don't care if you said I want to be a unicorn in the clouds. Guess what? There are metaphors for everything y'all. That's what it's going to be. That's what it's going to be. Jesus used a lot of metaphors, a lot of parables to teach us amazing, amazing real life um, examples that we can use today. I just, I love it because you can be a unicorn in the rainbows galloping along. And that can totally mean something as a metaphor in your life right now. So 
Your second part thing is to affirm it, what you just wrote in your journal. And this is what I call my mirror exercise. And so when you do a mirror exercise, you're either going to get out a compact. Now this part you can do in your phone. You can turn on your camera, make sure it's facing you so you can look at yourself in the eyes. But I prefer a mirror because, you know, eye strain, blue light, you know, all that stuff. Look yourself in the mirror. Look yourself in the eyes. Because if you find that yourself, you find yourself looking away, there's some part of you that doesn't believe it and thinks it's a lie. You force your eyes to look at yourself. It's a very personal, vulnerable moment. And you might find it more difficult to do than you realize. But you want to affirm what you just said. And this is what you're going to say. Okay, looking yourself in the eyes, in the mirror, you're going to say, I love that I. And then you're going to repeat something that you wrote in your journal just now, what you want out of life and only you. If you want to have amazing sex with your husband, then you're going to say, I love that I want amazing sex with my husband every single time that we are together. Then that's what you say, guys. I say that, okay, because it's like, I do. Like, why would I not want a fruitful and loving and thriving sex life? Like, that is my right as a married woman. And so that's one of the things that I would probably write down, what I want and only that I want out of life. And that's what I want you to do, okay? So that's number two, affirm it. Mirror exercise, verbalize it. I love that I and then fill in the rest. Okay. The third way to fix your low self-esteem is to plant it. So a couple of episodes back, we talked about tapping on the uncomfortable. Now you have to plant the seed was the affirmation to affirm it. Okay. You prepared the soil with your journal. You put the seed in to affirm it. Okay. You have the seed. The seed is affirming it. Excuse me. We have, now we're planting the seed in the soil by actually tapping on it and doing an EFT session. You guys know I, I love my affirmations. I think they're great. Some meditations. But as I explained in tapping out the uncomfortable, we've got to get to the root of that disbelief, that primal brain belief that is this bullshit that we need to get rid of. That was totally Jeff texting me. Guys, this is called Real Life. So guys, to help you with this, I'm actually, there is a link in the show notes that will take you directly to my website where you can see this online to tap out this particular session, okay? To really plant it and then you're going to keep, you know, nurturing it, watering it, giving it plenty of sunshine so that it, you can grow into this gorgeous, confident, standing tall, shoulders back, boobies out, confident woman who says, damn straight I am enough. Holla, okay? Gosh, you just want to affirm it so much, but you got to plant it. 
the affirmations aren't always enough. Maybe for some people, I'm not going to deny that. Absolutely. But for some of us, some of those wounds, I'm going to call them wounds, emotional wounds are so deep. You just don't believe it. If you find that you cannot look yourself in the eye during the affirmation, you keep looking away, be super cognizant of that, but you keep looking away, then you know you've got to plant it and do the tapping exercise because your brain does not believe it. If your brain doesn't believe it, nothing will change. You can say all the affirmations in the world and you will step out of the room 10 seconds later and still feel like shit. You still won't feel good enough. You're trying to convince yourself. I know because I've done this. I try to convince myself. Yeah, that felt great. I'm, I'm feeling whole. I'm feeling worthy. And then all of a sudden you might see what your kid is eating for lunch and then bam, the doubt, the disbelief, the wow, I really am a sucky mom just comes all crashing back instead of looking at your kids and be like, my kids are still alive. Hot diggity damn. I'm willing. I'm winning today. <laughs> right? <laughs> like it doesn't matter that they're eating McDonald's again. So that's what I mean by really planting it. So make sure before you leave this episode, open up that browser. So it's there. You want to bookmark it and come back to it. If you're busy right now or you're driving and you're like, yeah, I need to plant this affirmation. Because this is what I want to believe about myself, but I just don't. And that is totally normal. And that's totally okay. And if there's something you're like, gosh, I don't know how to tap on this because what I see in the website is not what I'm feeling at all. Yo, y'all, the email is in the show notes. Hit, up, hit your girl up with a specific, I need to plant this. Like, Andy, would you make me a tapping session? Absolutely. Okay, or hit me up in my DMs at the Skinny Mommy. You can always find me there. But now you know the three ways to have a fail-proof method of getting rid of your low self-esteem. You're going to journal nonstop for five minutes of what you and only you want out of life. And then you're going to affirm it with a mirror exercise. You're going to say, I love that I. And you're going to finish off the sentence based upon what you wrote in your journal. And then you're going to plant it, solidify it, put it in the ground and water it and tap. Okay. Tap on the first, the false belief. Okay. I'm not good enough as a mom. I suck as a mom. This is what Sally said. When we were at the park the other day and she's right. Okay. Remember the primitive brain just, yep, that must be true. Right. You tap on that and then you're going to say your affirmations. Okay. Once you feel that intensity has lowered and that the belief just doesn't feel quite right anymore. You just feel a little different about it. When that belief starts to lose its power and your brain is like, wait, wait. Do we believe that? It's kind of like, wait, I don't know. Because you tapped on it, right? We calmed down the amygdala, the stress, little dingy bop in our brain that says, oh my gosh, you're going to die when there's no tiger around. We calmed all that down. And now it's like, wait a minute, wait. And that's when you tap in. 
Oh, but I love that I keep them alive every day by giving them food. Your brain's like, hot damn, yeah, we fed them. We're, we're awesome. Because feeding equals life, equals growth, equals they're okay. You know what I mean? Our brain starts to connect the dots. And then next thing you know, if you ever feel that way again, you're like, no, I'm fine with giving them McDonald's again. They're eating. Do you know how many kids on this planet don't eat? Yeah. Sally's going to shut up real quick, huh? Because now you feel super confident. And you're like not feeling like, oh, yeah, that's you're right, Sally. Oh, wow, giving my kids McDonald's again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I know it's not the healthiest. I and I yeah, I know you're a vegan. We gave them that pink slime stuff of chicken like yeah. You know, you know, you know what I mean? You're not going along with her suggestions or how you're doing bad. No, you're standing up for your badass self. That's what you want to feel. I mean, could you imagine doing that for yourself? Can you imagine just hearing someone say something and you're just like that's cute. And then you keep going. You keep going what you feel is right in your heart and your soul and is in line with your faith. You know, even if it is not the best decision, you still made a decision. And imagine yourself staying confident in that decision, not second guessing yourself, not drowning in self-doubt and just feeling that shame for a few moments and then going home later and overthinking it. How dare she even say that to me? I mean, who wants to overthink and give any time, resource, or energy to any of those things that Sally had to say? Oh my gosh, what a waste of time. If you guys will get to know me long enough, I hate wasting time on things that are not fruitful. That just, ugh. My kids will tell you, oh, don't waste my time. Don't waste my time. Because the one precious thing that I have in my life, I'm trying to think of a fancy word. I can't think about it. I'm just so in the zone, y'all. But it's the one thing that is just so precious in my life. I don't want to waste it. So, guys, you know what to do. You know how to journal. You know how to affirm it. And you know how to plant it. Make sure that you fully decide to understand the parts of you that are just a little confused right now and that whoever makes you feel worthless and not good enough they don't matter it doesn't matter what they think or what they say and that it's not true now go on be your badass self that god made you to be Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to spread the super love, please share it or post about it on social media. Feel free to also leave a rating and review. To catch all the shenanigans going on, you can follow me on Instagram at The Skinny Mommy. Just remember, I got you. Stay true to you and I pray you feel super loved today.